Amen. Very quickly, let's turn to First Peter chapter 2. I'll be bringing a word that I titled God's Execution Squad this morning. Amen. Somebody say God's Execution Squad. Say it with me. Say God's Execution Squad. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm talking about you. It is the will of God that everybody, if you ask God, who are those that should be in this squad? God will say, everyone. Everyone. Scripture says it is the will of God that everyone should be saved and not just only saved, that they should do what? Come to the knowledge of the truth. So it is possible for people to get saved and then the level of progressive knowledge of the truth they have is very, very limited. Why? Because they, they are not progressing. Amen. So God wants every, it is his plan that will become God's agency. That pillar and the ground of truth on the earth. Hallelujah. And to, to, to today, I'm trusting God that I, I can paint a picture of how God sees the church. As in when God looks at his church, his body, what is in his mind? You know, because God looks at, God looks at the church in two ways. God looks at the church from the lens of what he meant the church to be. And then God looks at the church the way the church currently is. And that is how he brings righteous judgment. Remember those churches in Revelation chapter 1, chapter 2, 3. Amen. God was speaking to them where they are. But the purpose of him speaking to them is so that he can take them to where they ought to be. That's the whole essence of that correction. You know, when I was saying, I know your works, I know whether you're this or that, you know, he was bringing evaluation and then bringing correction. Then he would say, okay, you've done this. This is good. You know, there was a church that said that you have not given room to the doctrine of Nicolaitans. He said, this, there's a church that said you have a little strength, but with that strength you have fought. You've resisted people of the synagogue of Satan. He was giving them, you know, areas where they scored, they did rare, he marked them with, and then he said, but I have this against you. So those things are the measure that I get to be filled. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? He said, I have this against you. He said to one church, he said, because you have left your first love. You know, so that church had a level of alignment, but they are not quite there. They still have some measure of distance to cover. And he was talking to the church as a corporate body, but speaking to the individuals inside of it. Did you get what I just said? If God gives a word for this church, he's talking particularly to every one of us. Sometimes we Christians, and it's, a, and, it's a, and it's a product of being badly brought up, we are looking for the individual word for me. You know, for example, let's say there's a prophetic ministration now. People want to relate more with when the pastor says, um, you know, David, this is what I sense God is doing. They take that one more personal than if they say, I believe God is saying this to the church. This is the season where we're supposed to, you know, people would tend to trivialize that because they feel it's not personal to them. You are wrong. That is even the one that is more personal to you. Am I making sense? 
Did you get what I'm saying? That is the one that is even more personal to you. And you must receive it with as much faith as if God was speaking your name and say, this is what specific word I have for you. Because when God is speaking to the church, he is speaking with the eye view, identifying every single one of them. None is left out, including the children. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Did you get that? So, when God looks at his church, he looks at it from two lens, from what he meant his church to be. And then he looks at it, identifying where the church is right now. And that is how he brings judgment. That's how he brings comfort. That's how he brings edification. And that's how he says, oh, this part needs to be reinforced. Let me direct the word and the ministration of the spirit to that. So, what I believe God wants to do this morning is to share with us to a degree, what he has in mind when he looks at his church. Hallelujah. Is that very clear? First Peter chapter 2, are we in verse 1? Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all what? And all what? Evil speaking. Lay aside what? Envy. Lay aside what? All malice. Somebody say, this Say this, is speaking to the church. It's not speaking to unbelievers. It's to the church. Lay aside all, there will be occasion for malice to arise. Scripture says, do what? There will be occasion for deceit and hypocrisy. Lay it aside. Be careful. It's going to come. But what do you do? Identify it and what? Set it aside. Envy. Yes, in God's church. Yes. Yes. And all words, sir. If including the one you speak in your heart that no one hears. I don't just like. You know? And do you know the funniest thing? We can be singing, Holy are you, Lord. And they are looking at this sister, Lola, says, see her air. Why is her air smelling like that? I don't like people. I don't, I don't like people coming to church shabbily. Is she's moving to the rhythm of the worship. Holy, I, I, I don't like, I like people being straight, you know. Jesus, I'm sorry, you know, I, I just can't stand this thing. Holy, evil speaking. Perhaps they lay it aside. There will be, see, you can even have a justified occasion for it. But be careful, that's a trap. Am I making sense? Verse 2, what does verse 2 say? It says, as newborn babes what should be your focus oh i can't hear you what should be your focus so when you come when you are in god's presence either corporately or individually you have one desire the what the pure milk of the word so that you can do what so your goal is spiritual growth are you hearing me church your growth is what sir spiritual growth that is their only business that is what god wants to see in your heart that your purpose what you are about is spiritual growth you don't have time for what somebody is saying you don't have time for malice and all those nonsense you don't have time even to examine yourself you don't even have time to wallow in condemnation and self you know uh, and self-pity you just want to grow am i making sense have you seen babies it doesn't matter 
what state they are when they are hungry, whether they've just rolled on the floor. They want the food, they want it now. Am I making sense? The baby won't say, oh no, I'm, I'm still not clean yet. Okay, come first of all, clean me. I've poo-pooed before you give me food. Give me that food now or you will not have peace. Babies are very territorial. <laughs> have you seen babies that they want you to, when they want you to carry them, if you put them on the floor, they will scream. Somebody will think that, what did, why did you beat this baby? And at the moment you carry them, they'll be smiling. Hallelujah. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the world, that you may do what? Grow thereby. Verse 3. He said, if indeed you have done what? Tasted that the Lord is gracious. Verse 4. Coming to who? To him as to a what? Living stone. Rejected indeed by men, but what? And precious. Verse 5. <laughs> you also so he's saying that you're coming to christ there is a vision of him as the living stone and then he qualifies that stone he said this stone is rejected by what by men what does it mean it means that you must see christ as the one who lived only for god's validation and when that becomes what you see that becomes also your purpose. Because he said, verse 5, he said, you also, what does also mean? Tying it to the previous statement. Am I making sense? As living stones have been water. So Christ was concerned only about the approval of, Christ, of God. He was concerned about being built up by God. Am I making sense? And he didn't, he didn't care about the rejection of men. Scripture says in John chapter 1, he said he came unto his own, and his own did not what? Did not receive him. He said, but as many as received him, to them he did what? Gave power to become the sons of God, to those who believe on his name. Hallelujah. So our coming to Christ, you know, is as living stones are being built up as what? spiritual house a what holy priesthood to do what to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god through jesus christ say this is our vocation that's what we're about we have no time for bickering and backbiting and malice and envy and jealousy we want to be built up as a spiritual house that is what our focus and our purpose is that is what we are most concerned about so we have no time for other things other distractions am i making sense am i making sense we are not a collection of perfect people but we have one goal no matter the state that we are we want to be built up we care about the approval of god to be built up into a what a spiritual house a holy priesthood what do we do with priesthood to do what offer spiritual sacrifice that is what ask your neighbor is your sacrifice acceptable say are you even offering anything because of people their altar is empty their altar has been abandoned cockroaches and ants are crawling and on the altar it is, it is graveyard dead that's your purpose that is why you are existing your primary purpose is to be a built-up house a spiritual edifice a spiritual head an incubator of divine realities hallelujah hallelujah the agency of divine life
God should look into you and see the treasures of God's kingdom fill up inside of you. The treasure of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, the glory of God. Am I making sense? God looks at you and sees love and sees faith and sees passion and purpose and sees perseverance and sees goodness and sees faithfulness and sees commitment. That's the treasures of the spirit. That is, that is what it means to be the house of God. That's what it means to be a spiritual house. He looks at you and sees a life that is patterned after the image of Christ. The one that is sold out to God's will and lives for nothing else and for no one else but God. Sees a life that carries the heartbeat of God. Your movement, your alignment, your passion, your pursuit is based on what is in the heart of God. That is what a spiritual house is. Am I making sense this morning? And that is what we are about here. Every one of us, there is a mandate of God over our lives to be built up. Your purpose is not to play the guitar or to play the keyboard. Am I making sense? No. If that is all you do, you are not yet doing God's will. You are just wasting your time. If all that you do is come here and clean the chairs and all that. No. You have to be spiritually built. That is when God sees that there is a member in this body and I can recognize your identity and your impute. Everyone must take up the challenge and the purpose of God. We must be a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up what? Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 6, he said, Therefore it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a water, a chief cornerstone, elect, that's talking about you, precious and what? And he who believes in him will by no means what be put to shame. If these are the qualities of Christ, these are also your own quality. Because as he is, so are what? So God wants you to also be a cornerstone. Under the chief cornerstone. That's why he called him the chief cornerstone. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Elect precious. Say, therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders have rejected has become what? The chief cornerstone. Verse 8. He said, a stone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being, being what? Oh, I'm not hearing you this morning. Being what? Yes. Disobedient to the word. To which they were also what? Oh, I wish you can hear that the way I'm hearing it. That there is a people who were appointed the word just as it is appointed to you, but they chose to be disobedient. And rather than that rock being the template of divine nature, it became a stone of offense and a stumbling block. May Christ not be a stumbling block to you. Amen. Hallelujah. God spoke to Cain. <coughs> Amen. God spoke to Cain. He said, Cain, sin is at your door. Cain did not even realize the territories he was walking in by that time. He just realized that some, some certain emotions and things that were popping up in his heart. Popping up in his heart. He was having a meltdown and a negative reaction. Because his own sacrifice wasn't accepted and Abel's own was accepted. And God said, Cain, sin is at your door. The purpose of it 
coming to you is to master you. Doesn't that sound like what God told Peter when he said, Peter, Satan has determined to what? To have you so that he can sift you like wheat. Say, but I created an intervention. Peter did not know when that was happening over his destiny. He was probably sleeping. May God, may, may, may the prayer of Christ be answered over you. When Jesus was saying this to Peter, Peter was boastful. He said, Jesus, you don't know her. You don't know me, oh Jesus. You don't know me. I will die for you. you, you we are not joking here, Jesus. We are not playing. I will, die, I will go to the, I will die for you. We are not going anywhere. Jesus looked at him and said, she will know. <laughs> Same you. Ah, okay, let me tell you what happened over you overnight. Satan came to ask for your soul. And he would have had it if I had not intervened. Because you have his resources with which he was going to take you down. He said, but I prayed for you so that your faith would not fail. And then he gave him a word. He said, when you are converted, strengthen the word. Do you know why? Do you know why he said that? Satan was coming for them too. Am I making sense? And this is how he comes. He comes and set up a roadblock so that you can become disobedient to the world. And he gives you many reasons for that. It can be fear. Why, why, why was, what, what was the ambush of Peter? It was fear. Say, you were with him. He said, me? With who? That guy? <laughs> Say, well, light allies. <laughs> what was he afraid of? was the fear of death. Satan won't come to you and say, brother, solo, solo, my name is Lucifer and I want to test you. Say, I like you. Do you like me? Say, I don't know. Well, yeah, you should like me now. I'm your party. I'm your guy. I just want to tell you to do. No. Satan will come through something that from every logical point of view makes sense. Somebody will say, ah, it's wisdom for Peter to lie now. Should he die too? Satan will come from a very logical, am I making sense? Perspective. He said, after all, wisdom says if you can't beat them, join them. And that's Satan speaking to you. That's Satan speaking to you. Amen. He said, my son, my son, bring your head low. It's not everything people say. Don't, are, you, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? Just keep quiet. He's telling you not to stand for the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Satan will come from you in an avenue that will make absolute sense. So you need internal strength. And that was why Jesus said, strengthen your bedroom. You need internal strength to say, no. I'm not taking the bait. To say, no. You will have ample excuses not to pursue Christ. You will have a lot of excuses to just stay by the sideline and not pursue passionately. He will give you excuses. He will tell you that he's not for you. This one you are doing too is enough. Are you the one that killed Jesus? Satan will give you ample reasons 
for you not to lay all your life down on the altar for Christ. He wants you to be disobedient to the word. Bible says that the word was appointed to these same people. Go back to First Peter. The word was appointed to them, but they were what? They were disobedient to you. Hallelujah. Verse 9. What does verse 9 say? To the obedient folks. The obedient family. <laughs> Amen. He said, but you are a what? A chosen what, sir? You are a what? Scripture says, I choose you. You did not choose me. I am the one that chose you. You are not the one that found Christ. Christ found you. Christ found you. He said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a what? A holy nation. His own what? See, when you, when you, when you live this, you carry yourself specially. You are God's own special people. He cares about you very particularly. Amen. He said, that you may do what? That word again. Proclaim the what? The praises of him who has called you out of what? darkness into his say I'm a chosen generation say it with conviction I'm a chosen generation I'm a royal priesthood a holy nation I'm God's own special one let that sink into your soul let that sink into your soul you are chosen you are a royal priesthood you are royalty you are a priest of the Most High. Hallelujah. 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 So God has called you and I to be his special agents. He's called you and I to reflect his identity, his character, his will. That's the purpose. He said so that to proclaim the praises of what? It's not to brag. <laughs> Amen. It's not to brag. It's to proclaim God's praises. There is a purpose for the chosen. There is a purpose for the anointing. There is a purpose for the consecration. There is a purpose for, you know, for, 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 for the enduring with power. It is so that we can reflect the glory of God. Hallelujah. Give me Luke chapter 11 very quickly. We don't have time this morning. <clears throat> Luke chapter 11, verse, from verse 1. What does it say? So now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to what? Say, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also did what? Taught his disciples. What does verse 2 say? So he said to them, when you pray, say what? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your what? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. As what? Say that's the first request. And that's the most important. So this is your primary prayer. Your kingdom come. Your what? Your kingdom come. That's your primary prayer. If you should pray, what you should pray more about is this. Your kingdom come. Your what? Your will be done. On what? Now, when he says this, when he says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what exactly does he mean by that? 
I, I, when I read scriptures, I love to ask questions. I love to ask the Holy Spirit question. What exactly, how will this happen? Some people might think that how, how this is going to happen is that we are praying for Jesus to quickly come and come and establish, you know, an outpost of his authority in Asorok. That's not how it's going to happen. Amen. How is God's kingdom going to come? Shall I tell you? Do you want to know? You want to know? It's going to come in God's people. In you and I. So the kingdom is coming if the kingdom is coming in you. If the kingdom is coming in me, and the kingdom is coming in you, then the kingdom is coming. This prayer is being answered. The people of God are the agency through which the kingdom of God will do what? We manifest. If all of us, every Christian on earth, decides not to manifest the kingdom or not to receive the kingdom, it's not going to come. The best God will do is to do what he did to the children of Israel. Wait until that generation dies and wait for another generation that will respond to the clarion call of heaven. Am I making sense? And God has all the patience in the world. He's eternal. <laughs> when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, the plan of God was in 40 days, 40 days time. 40 days. They will be what? They will be in the promised land. In fact, the journey was supposed to be 11 to, I think the journey to Jordan was supposed to be 11. 40 days. How long did they spend? 40 years. Why? They refused to let the kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. How? It has to come in you first. You are the conduit through which the kingdom will manifest. You are the channel. If you want to receive, you know, we, we, we don't live in a normal city. We don't live in a normal country. In normal countries, the water that is coming out of your tap is coming probably from thousands of miles away. And you can pick what cup and drink and put, you know, and open your tap in your kitchen or even your bathroom and you can drink the water that is coming from that tap because it's pure. But we don't live in normal country, you know. So you, you have to dig for your own water. You are the local government chairman of your own. You have to dig your own water, be your own security, you know. Some of us, we are even making our own road because you carry shovel and level this and, you know. You know, it's not normal. But in Sena climbs, all that is taken care of. There is a system. There is a conduit through which those things are what? Are passed. Some of some, some in some places, sir, the hot water can even can even come from outside. It's not even you that have to generate the hot water. Amen. Hallelujah. So if the kingdom will come, there is a base station. God is looking for receivers. God is looking for what? Some of us now you've started watching Premier League. Amen. How many of you were beaten yesterday? Some people, some people talk, some, they call yourself Red Devil. When you call yourself Red Devil, why wouldn't they beat you? 
<laughs> the, the bright ones. <laughs> sorry, 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 Mayu. <laughs> it's okay. The season is not over yet. Amen. You know, but you received all that viewer, um, that streaming in the comfort of your house. But where was the match being played? Thousands of miles away. There were instruments of transmitters. Am I making sense? That receives that. And if your team won yesterday, you rejoice with the team. Even though they don't know you even exist. But there is a connection because there is a transmitting device. There is shared purpose. Some of you even buy their jersey. You contribute to the club. There is shared purpose. Why? Because there is an agency of transmitting those matches. Am I making sense? When there is an agency of kingdom transmission, that is when alignment comes with heaven. I want you to listen to this very carefully. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Am I making sense? If the kingdom will come, it has to come into you. That is where it lands first before it moves out from you to your environment. So if you are not progressively receiving the kingdom and manifesting the kingdom, nothing is happening elsewhere. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's why we started from 1 Peter chapter 2 so that you can understand what the goal of God is that you be built up into a spiritual house and you become an incubator of divine realities. So we, what we do here every Sunday or Wednesday or every time we gather or in your individual life, you know, your devotional life, is not just to mark, you know, to, to mark religious register. It's to further this work. This work must be, must be furthered in your life on a daily basis. Are you hearing me, church? It must be furthered in your life on a daily basis. You must daily receive divine ministration. You must daily receive, you know, the, 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 the dimensions. You must daily receive kingdom resources for the house of God to be built. That must be your goal. That must be the system by which you measure your life. Am I making sense? The measurement of your life is not your career, it's not your job, it's not you got married, you have children, it's not that you have money. No, no, those things are wrong measurements. If you have those things and you are comfortable and you think God is good, God is doing me well because you have those things, you are misaligned. You have no use to God if that is all that is happening in your life. You have absolute no use to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're absolutely of no use to God. People brought offering to God. They brought offering to God, but they brought it in deceit. They died right there. God has no respect for the offering of fools. What is about is the call to repentance. When the Holy Ghost fell in Acts chapter 2, what was Peter's message? Repent. And what? And be converted. And the times of refreshing become. That's what God is about. Repentance. Alignment. Order. 
the kingdom manifesting, the kingdom opening up, the agency of God's intervention. Your kingdom come, your will be what? Be done on earth as what, sir? As in heaven. It's so crucial. That is the heart cry of God. And that is the measurement God puts in everyone's life, individually and in a church. He's measuring the level at which the kingdom has been received and the level at which the kingdom has been activated. Am I making sense this morning? Matthew chapter, chapter 16, very quickly. Matthew chapter 16. So we've, we've established that when God says, so next time you are praying, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, your kingdom come. Don't think far away. <laughs> Don't what? Don't think far away. Think me. That, word, that prayer is for me. It's for me to be aligned. I am the agency. I am the conduit through which God's kingdom will come. It's not some signs in the air. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say reviver. Say with me. Reviver is coming through me. There must be a receiver in your heart. Otherwise, no matter the power and the frequency of the base station, you aren't receiving nothing. Is that clear? Matthew 16. Are we there? Give me verse 13 very quickly. How does God see his church when he looks at his people? How God, does God see his people? When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Verse 14. So they said, Some say you John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or what? One of the prophets. You know, every time I read this verse, I'm like, God, have mercy on me. I've been working with this guy probably over a year. I don't even, we don't even know who he is. They don't even know who he is. Amen. They don't know who he is. Some say you are John the Baptist. So we heard it. That's what we're hearing from people. Okay, Jesus said, okay. What about you? Who do you say I am? Verse 15, right? So he said to them, but who do you say that what? And only one could reply. Verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of what? Of the living God. Now, immediately after Peter spoke, I'm guessing, I'm not sure, but I'm guessing Peter would say, Ah, man, we are the ones that know Christ. <laughs> because he was the only one that answered. And then the others must have even looked at him, okay? Peter, you and this is your mouth. See, but Jesus said something. He said, Jesus answered and said to you, Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah, for flesh. So, God first, Jesus first of all deflated. And I'm assuming that he has a good one. Jesus first of all deflated the way. That one didn't come from your knowledge. It came from where? So, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my what? But my father, who what? Say flesh and blood can't reveal Jesus to you. Do you hear what I just said? Say flesh. That's human being, right? Say flesh and blood. You can't know Jesus by this is what they said he is. 
You can't know Jesus by me just telling you about Jesus. Am I making sense? What I am speaking to you is a, an agency. It's a material through which the revelation of Jesus. Because only the Father can reveal Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you want to see the real Jesus, he has to come to you by revelation. And that's why the ears of your heart must be what? Open. No wonder Paul prayed that the eyes of our understanding be what, sir? Be enlightened. So that we can receive that revelation. And that revelation is key. It is the final deciding factor that shows whether you are a member of the body or you are still in the outer court. Did you hear what I'm trying to say? Did you hear what I'm trying to say? Do you know what I'm trying to say? That revelation of Jesus is the what? It's the final mark. It's the final. Because some people, you know, it's easy to say the sinner's prayer. Am I making sense? It's easy to do what? If I, the doctrine of the sinner's prayer if you look at the life of the apostles, at no time were people gathering and saying the sinner's prayer. Am I making sense? I hope I have not blasphemed. Read the Acts. You know, when P Peter preached, he did say, okay, say after me, Lord Jesus. He said, repent. Am I saying there's something wrong with sinner's prayer? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that people can say the sinner's prayer and yet they don't have the revelation of Christ. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Do you get what I'm trying to say? And yet they do. But does it mean what they have said is not validated? No, because if it is said in faith, by faith, salvation comes. Do you get what I'm saying? But you can be a child in a house and yet you don't know your father. Is that possible? You can be a baby and yet you don't know what? Your father. Amen. But when you see him by revelation, look at what Jesus said here. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my what? My father who is in what? what? Look at that verse 18. Very, very important. And, what does and mean? As a result of what you have said. As a result of the revelation you have. I say to you that you are Peter. The moment Peter had the revelation as revealed by the Father, his own identity changed. Because when you see him, you become like him. Am I making sense this morning? Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the world. The sons of God. And so are we. For it does not yet appear. What we shall be. But when we see him. We shall do what? Become like him. Your transformation is predicated upon his revelation to you. If that revelation is not coming. We are just paying lip service. It's just we are just doing religious gathering. There must be an unveiling of the image of Christ in your heart. 
God who has commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined where? That light has to beam forth in your heart. Once that your heart lights up, your identity immediately takes a different shape. You are Peter. Go back to verse 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we getting blessed this morning? I hope I'm not just speaking into the air. Are we getting blessed? Do, do we understand what I'm trying to say? Or I should start over? <laughs> Amen. And I say to you that you are what? Peter. And on this rock, what is that rock? Sharp, sharp student. Now, what is that rock? That revelation. On this rock, I will do what? I will build my church. There is no church. There is no church if there is no revelation. If any assembly has not this revelation of Christ, that is not the church. I make it bold to say it. It doesn't matter how many years they've existed. Who is Jesus? If his true image as revealed by the Father is not apparent in that assembly, that is not a church. He doesn't have the seal of the Almighty. And if it's not also true, if that is also not true in you individually, you have not been sealed yet. Are you hearing me? On this rock, I will do what? I will build. The, and the church that God builds is the one that hell cannot never overcome. Oh, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, somebody? He said, and on this rock, I will what? I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not what? Where is the gate of Hades? Where's the gate of Hades? <laughs> Say it's beside you. <laughs> Not beside you in terms of the person sitting beside you. Amen. Do you know why? Say earth is the battleground. Say the window of heaven. Say it to me. Say the window of heaven is here. Say the gate of hell is here. And if you don't respond to one, you will respond to the other. You will take anyhow, either from the left or from the right. You will collect something. There is no middle ground. You are either collecting from the gates of hell. Oh my God. First Corinthians 4. If our gospel is hid, it is hid to those who do water. Who are perishing we've explained that right say in whom water the god of this world in whom the god of this world you see is working so that the light of the glorious gospel should not what shine where in them whose mind the god of this age has what so the purpose, say with me, the purpose of the gates of hell 
is to blind the mind. Satan does not want you to receive that revelation. Are you hearing me this morning? Satan doesn't want you to do what, sir? To receive that revelation of Jesus. Because when you receive it, your identity will change. Your purpose will change. Your pursuit will change. Your priorities will change. Your value system will do what? Will change. Hallelujah. Peter stood before the Sanhedrin, Acts chapter 4. He said, George, ye for yourselves, who, what we should do? Should we rather fear God or obey man? That was a different Peter from the one that said, I don't know Jesus. Something has happened to that guy. Light has come. The kingdom has come. And then it became an agency of God's intervention. This same Peter, he said, God has revealed to me that I'm leaving this tabernacle very soon. No fear. <laughs> they were going to kill him the next morning when Herod arrested him. Peter was sleeping. Ah! Mujeri Nigerians. At God, nobody will sleep that night. Thunder, fire, thunder, fire, Holy Ghost, video overnight, propelled by fear, not by faith. Peter was sleeping. Bible said the angel had to smite him. When you beat somebody to it, you are going to die tomorrow. The guy is so at peace. He was ready. Paul said, I'm ready to be poured out as a drink offering. They've seen Jesus. They've seen a revelation from the Father. That's what God has called us all to see. Am I making sense this morning? So the message, the ministration doesn't end when my message ends. In fact, it has only just begun. You carry the message to the place where the ministration of the spirit will turn it to illumination the place of prayer the place of meditation so if they serve you the word and you do nothing with it there is no change that is happening am i making sense am i making sense and that's what nominal christians do christian by name only that's what i mean every sunday they are served the word but there's no change there is no kingdom activation because the message ends when the message ends. Wait for the next meal next Sunday. That will not be used, that will not be utilized. It was in Jesus' ministration to his disciples. Eh? You see, because Peter, say Peter, did not hear that did not see that revelation outside of Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is while Peter was looking at this same Jesus that God gave him inspiration. Because God can't be revealed outside of Christ. Christ is the message of God. Did you get what I'm saying? Did you, did you get the dynamic that was playing there? God revealed Pete, Jesus to Peter. 
But God revealed Jesus to Peter through Jesus. Did you get it? Did you get it? Because only Christ can minister. Christ is the conduit. The Bible says, I am the way, the what? The truth and the what? So while the others were, you know, frolicking with the same Jesus and they did not hear anything, Peter obtained mercy and heard and had that revelation. But all of them eventually heard it. All of them eventually received that revelation. It was just a matter of time. Are you hearing it? Ask your neighbor, are you hearing it? Or you've not heard anything since you've been coming to this church? You better hear. Because that's what shows that you are truly a what? Joined to the body. So when God is counting heads in the kingdom, he's not counting the number of people who come to church on a Sunday morning in Nigeria. He's counting how many people have received Christ's revelation. So you may have three million Nigerian Christians according to NBS statistics. I don't know whether NBS does statistics. That number is different from heaven's count. How many have received the revelation of God? How many have seen Jesus and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God? And what happens to those who have received that revelation? Verse, go back to verse 18. What happens to that pe- those people? And don't say you can't receive it. Hello? Hello? Don't say you can't what? You have the capacity. It is received by faith. By faith. Amen. And I said to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not what? Prevail against it. Verse 19. Hmm. Somebody say hmm. This is very key. This is very key. This is why this is why we are asking questions about where is the manifestation of God in our generation. This is the reason. This is the reason. He said, I will give to you the what? The keys of the what? Ha, please let me say it to your neighbor. The keys of the what? I will give to you the keys of what? What will happen? And what? someone say Whatever. You bind where? What did I say the battlefield is? Whatever you bind on earth will be what? And whatever you lose on earth will be what? Now this translation doesn't capture the real meaning. Can you give me NASB? Do you have NASB? You don't have NASB? Let me read it from here. Let me read it from here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us are getting blessed? Verse 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall what? Shall have been 
bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. So the reason for the lack of effectiveness of Christians is they have no blueprint of what has been bound or what has been loosed in heaven. You have no authority outside of the mandate of heaven. Remember what I said. There is no church if the revelation of Christ is not revealed. There is no church. We are just playing 10. You know 10 10? We are just playing 10 10. Religious 10 10. No church if Christ is not revealed. And when Christ is revealed and people receive the revelation and change, then they can look and see heaven's blueprint. And then they can enact what they see. Am I making sense? <coughs> Am I making sense? You can only, in, Jesus said, he said, I watch and do what I see the Father doing. He said, I do not do things of my own. I do what I see what? The Father, the template was enacted in Christ and perfected. No other foundation can be laid except that which is laid in Christ Jesus. You cannot receive authority outside of the image of Christ. Are you hearing me? If Christ had to follow the pattern, you have to follow the pattern. There is no authority outside of that pattern. So we receive the revelation of Christ. It lights up our spirit, changes us. And then we receive the authorization of heaven. That's the, what the key of the kingdom of heaven is. is what is authorization, is authority. Is access. Is alignment. That's what you receive. That's what you receive. Alignment, access, authorization. You know the same way you receive a mandate from a governing authority. Am I making sense? If they don't, can you now, can pass I just wake up now and say, I'm the commissioner of finance for Lagos State. You can't just wake up and say, I am the commissioner. You must receive a mandate from a constituted word, authority. And the mandate that you have received, you must serve. If you are incompetent in serving that mandate, you'll be removed. Somebody else will put there. But I can't set up office in front of my house now and say, I'm now the governor of Lagos. If that happens successfully, Nigeria is a failed state. And heaven is not a failed state. You can't receive authorization outside of what? The pattern. So be careful that what you are doing is according to pattern or is a waste of time. Did you get the point of the message now? That's the point of it. When God looks at his church, this is what he sees. His people progressively receiving his revelation. And then by that revelation comes authorization to cover the earth with the glory of God as waters cover the sea. So God has spoken. He has sent his word ahead. He said, as long as I live, the, all the earth will be filled with the glory of God. 
He has sent the word. Now his zeal is performing it in you by the ministration of the spirit. If you yield to it. This is the reason why Satan wants to camp shop in front of your house to distract you for every day of your life. Because he never wants you to come into your own. You see the reason for the battles? Some of you are looking at yourself and say, am I the only one on this earth? Why is things tough? Why is... Yeah, yeah, this is the reason. It is because what you can become scares the hell out of Satan. He can't afford another Christ coming to his fullness. The one that came into fullness showed him Shege. Shege Pro Max. <laughs> he has not even recovered till now. Am I making sense? You two, you now say you want to come to the fullness of Christ. Ha! That's the purpose of the fight. That's the reason why it feels as if the gates of hell is unleashed. Am I making sense? You see, but if you have the light of God's revelation, the gate of hell cannot prevail. Say so the light shines where? And darkness cannot what? Isaiah 60, arise, shine for your, your light. That light is the light of God's glory. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord is what? is risen upon. He said, for darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. He said, but for you, it is different. But for you, the glory of the Lord will do what? Will arise over you. The glory of God will arise over you. And I just sense that glory arising over us as a people. As we receive this word, I just sense the release of that glory of God. I rise and to say, as we turn to the Lord, we have his attention. I say, I'm ready to release my glory upon you. Because now you have my attention. Now you have my attention. And God is saying that, do we have an agreement? Can I depend on you as the agency? Of my will. And if you say yes, the authority will rest. Hallelujah. Am I making sense this morning? Am I making sense? Yes. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I can't hear you say hallelujah. hallelujah. When we receive the light of that revelation authorization comes to bind and to do what? And to lose. Then we receive the keys. Say the kingdom of heaven is here. He said the keys is we don't know who have it. <laughs> it's the keys. The, the, the person that can open it person that can open it is the people who have received the word the light of God God told that church he said and I give you the keys of David he said and whatever you open is open and whatever you shut is shut that is where God wants us to be God's agency God's execution squad so when we say the God's kingdom come, we're saying in me, I must be conformed. I must, there must be a progressive 
manifestation of the strength of God in you. What did John the Baptist say? John chapter 3. He must increase. I. It's not the other way. Someone says it's not the other way around. You can't decrease if Christ doesn't increase. Some of you, you are so you are so overwhelmed by your infirmity. Oh, I have this weakness. Oh, God, deliver me. No, the answer to your infirmity is the increase of Christ in you. If you like, go and fast. Take it. God, take it. Kill it. Kill it. Remember, ah, kill it. It's good. God said, what will kill it is Christ increase in you. So what do I do? I quit being feeling condemned and I build Christ into me. I, I eat the food of Christ. The word. Someone say the word. Say it with conviction. Say the word. I eat Christ. The manna. I eat Christ. Because he must increase. He must increase. And when he increases, he overwhelms my carnal nature and squeezes it out of existence. Bible says in Acts chapter 19, it says so mightily. Ah! Oh my God. Oh my God. Bible says so mightily grew. Just make mistake and give the world room to grow. Somebody says, tell about say make mistake now. Say give the world room to grow. I mean that in a good way. Do you get what I'm saying? Just, see, no matter what's going on in your life, just give the world room to grow. You need to leave this place with a determination to give the world room to grow. When you give him room to grow, so, so mightily grew the world and did what? And prevailed. There is nothing that can hold back against the might of the world. He will quench every dart. He will squeeze out every infirmity and weakness. He will beat down every opposition, every stronghold. He will pull them down. The world is that powerful. Put it where it belongs, your heart. Put it where it belongs. That is where it will grow from. Where? Where? Your heart. You can see, you can be a thousand times what you think you are. I want you to shed mediocrity. I want you to shed mediocrity and look at yourself the way the world sees you and grow aggressively. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has what? Shine. That light is there. That light is there. If you give it room, it will do what? It will shine. So when you take the word and you plant it in your heart through meditation, through study, through imbibing it, what are you doing? 
you are making you are making room for the light to do what you know the way you how many of you did uh, how many of you tried to make uh, firewood before how many of you tried to make you know you've, you've is making firewood now right that's the correct english right? hmm? making fire from firewood whatever you know you put the logs the wood together and then you make a spark right or if you have a burning if you have a a coal or charcoal you put on it then you do what you begin to blow somebody say meditation that's what you're doing if the wood is dry i mean if the wood is very wet don't worry it might take a while right because the wood be the the heat from the charcoal will first of all dry the wood but if you stop midway you've aborted the process am i making sense but continue to blow what's going to happen then suddenly that wood we say ah you just hear a cracking sound that's the way your spirit reacts to the word put it there and blow you have fear in your life it has crippled you you can't even dream you can't even you don't even have courage to receive and agree with what god has spoken concerning your life you are terrified and terrorized by fear everywhere you turn fear of death fear of failure fear of tomorrow fear of what to read fear of what to drink fear of this fear of that terrified and shattered by fear don't worry receive the coals of the word put it in your heart i begin to blow just blow begin to meditate on the word he said fear isaiah 41 10 says fear not for i am with you he said be not dismayed for i am your god he said i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand he said god has said to me i should not fear therefore i do not fear god is my help he said therefore i will not fear what man can do unto me he said therefore i will say god is my what my helper and then you met you begin to say to yourself what are you doing you're blowing you're blowing you're blowing at the point your spirit will receive fire and then we roar and say where is your strength oh grave where is your victory oh hell the son of god is resurrected victory has come that's how to gain victory that's how to receive the kingdom so somebody said that's how to receive the kingdom that's how to receive the kingdom that's how to walk in love that's how to become patient am i making sense that's how to activate the fruit of the spirit the word when you put it where it belongs and you blow it the fire spreads the fire spreads and once the fire spreads nothing can shut it out and when the fire spreads heaven takes notes are you hearing me? Perhaps there is joy in heaven over a what? A sinner who does what? Turns. 
heaven takes notes and then heaven sends authorization the next time you open the word ah I've been reading this thing for many years it is different today you've been initiated now you can see the mysteries of God and you can hear the counsel of God and then when you are studying you can hear the voice of your father now it feels different because you are not just hearing words as you are hearing you are feeling empowered am I making sense conviction is building and then you look at the things that used to scare you and then something has happened to you the kingdom has come somebody say the kingdom has come and the kingdom now has preeminence hallelujah say this is what church is about say this is why we gather so that the kingdom can come so that the light of God can shine so that we can become God's agency on the earth hallelujah have you been blessed this morning stand to your feet and let's pray I'll continue next week by God's grace part 2 of this message Haburtan se prekila barabashata.